Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man. How you doing tonight? I'm excited. Dude, we have got a very, very special episode for you guys today. We've got a very special visitor. Bell, who are we going to be talking to tonight? Well, tonight we're talking to Patrick Sabongi. Captain Singh himself. Absolutely. Yeah, man. And this guy is one of the coolest dudes out there in the biz. He has been everything from a writer, director, actor, stunt double. I mean, guys, y'all are going to be blown away when you get to know this guy even more. So, man, let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and jump into our interview with Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hello. Hey, hey, you're on with Bo and Bell from Flash TV Talk. Bo and Bell, what's going on? Dude, How man. You doing? Good. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, on the line with us right now, we are so very excited to have uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, and boy. We, <laughs> we, hey, we got to sing his praises because we got Captain Singh on with us right now, Mr. Pat- Patrick Sabangui. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, sir. Well, of course, you know, you've held so many different roles in the entertainment industry, uh, be it writing, directing, producing, and even stunt work. Uh, so we got to know just with all these different hats that you're wearing, what's kind of your favorite uh, favorite thing to do? Uh, that, that's, a, that's a great question. And uh, it's kind of like asking a kid what's their favorite part of playing pretend. <laughs> I love that. You know, like it's all bundled up into one for me, man. Like that being able to be physical... Uh, being able to 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 play the characters, but because I have this physical background and you know some of the more actiony stuff, it's kind of all encompassing. So I, you know, I know there's categories, and and some stuff is is definitely stunt work, and some stuff is straight acting roles. But for me, it's all an extension of playing pretend. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so it, it's it individual basis. Every role has its merit. Every project has something that attracts me to it. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, it's that old thing of your favorite thing is whatever you're working on right now. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, what would you say of, of them, you know, of those different roles, what would you say would be the most difficult that you've done? I mean, you mean straight acting roles or, or? Well, I mean, just kind of in general, writing, directing. Oh, snap. Well, obviously, the more I find in terms of difficulty and uh, challenges that uh, that pop up, the more responsibilities you give yourself the more challenging it is. Um, so, I mean, there've been acting roles, uh, that have been either really dialogue heavy or big, big emotion. And those are kind of set their own challenges. And then there's the physical jobs. Uh, one comes to mind, uh, you know, I did, uh, 300 and I'm kind of got a sword fighting background. And then, uh, I did immortals, which is another sword and sandal movie. Um, and physically that was probably the toughest movie I've ever worked on. It was a stunt role. I had some acting days on it as well. But uh, just the physical, you know, uh, the training, learning the choreography, the actual execution, the fights, the scale of the thing, um, the endurance required, it's, it was very physically demanding um, and very technical. Uh, and so that kind, kind of stands out as a very, I don't want to say tough because that kind of has a negative connotation, sure. but it's definitely probably the most taxing thing I've worked on. Um, but then in terms of difficulty as well, uh, the, the producing and directing thing, um, the bigger the projects get, the more pressure there is, the more responsibilities you have, and those take their toll as well. That's definitely uh, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> well, so you, I, I like how you say, you know, play pretend. I, I really like that. But uh, so what would you say if 
you could describe like your perfect dream role or your perfect project, like how, how would you, what would you say that would be? Well, Ryan Reynolds is already doing Deadpool. So. <laughs> <laughs> man, we were just talking about all the casting and everything for that movie. Yeah. 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 That's coming out, man. I still got my fingers crossed. You never know. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, Yeah. They haven't made, you know, final casting decisions or anything like that. And you know, he's got to kill a lot of dudes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put myself in the harm's way, but yeah, something like that. Something that's, that's really, uh, character driven, uh, but where I'd have to, uh, you know, train and, and there's a huge physical component because also for me, part of the attraction of the physical stuff is learning new skills. It, it, it's not in every instance that I, I prefer an action oriented role or something that's very physical. Right. Uh, but if we're talking about you, um, a more immersive role, I think the, the more physical the character is, the more opportunity there is for me to be fully immersed. And, and what I was saying was that with every physical or action-oriented character, there's typically a new physical skill set that you have to learn, a new martial yeah. arts style, a new fight style, a new weapon. And like I said, I'm I'm a kind of a student of life, and to to have to professionally learn new things and play with new toys and improve in a certain area, I mean that's uh, that's a dream, you know, for me as an actor. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny. Bell and I were talking right before. Uh, we called you in. I mean, just looking at some of those roles that you've done and just really getting into kind of the sword fighting and the choreography. I mean, you're yeah. you're like a real life action hero, man. <laughs> uh, you know, um, thank you. Uh, but there I work with real life action heroes all the time. So I don't really uh, I'm honored to be counted among them. But some of these stunt guys that I work with and stunt men and women uh, who are full-time dedicated, this is what they do, and they've dedicated their whole career to a life of action. Some of those individuals are real-life action heroes. Yeah. You know? um, and I just I just try to keep up. Well, tell us a little bit, because, of course, you know, you, you've got this wonderful um, nonprofit that you, you co-direct, that you're nope. a co-director for. Yeah, so when I was doing some research, looking up some stuff, I saw that you're the co-director of a nonprofit uh, called Fulfilling Young Artists, also okay. known as FYA. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, tell us or, a little bit about that. It's a really, really neat uh, mentoring program you guys have. Uh, it's really cool. I'm trying to get it nicknamed Fire. So. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Fire! I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't quite caught on, but I'm trying to uh, promote the, the nickname. But uh, yeah, uh, the mentorship program is a huge um, – it's a huge part of my life. And it's this amazing program that a close friend of mine started, Sage Brocklebank, who's another actor. He was on Psych for a, for like eight years. Um but it's a mentorship program that he started as a way to give back to the community. Um, and then I came on in the second year as co-director. And so we've been running it for a few years now. Um, and basically it, what we try to do in the mentorship program, it's kind of dissimilar to other mentorship programs um, in that the focus for us is fulfillment. It's called fulfilling young artists. It's not, it's not necessarily about getting young actors more work. It's not about just how to succeed in the film and TV industry. Um, because there's, uh, there's way more to being an artist than being an actor than succeeding in the film and TV industry, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and what concerns me with young actors is that it's such a tough, brutal career path, man, to be an actor, you know, your whole, uh, career path is in other people's hands. There's, there's only so much you can do to succeed in film and TV. Right. You can play the game, take all the classes, try to do great at auditions, take workshops and casting director workshops, but it's out of your hands. Um, and 
So what we try to do is put the focus on uh, how do you be fulfilled as an artist, whether you work in film and TV or not. Mm. You know, there's still ways of doing theater, of creating work, of doing podcasts, of doing independent projects, and that those creative things uh, can be fulfilling and can be uh, encouraging and bolstering and, and still bring you happiness in life, even if you're still working your day job at Starbucks. Man. Um, and so we, we put, I mean, it, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of, uh, a lot of work, but we find that the community is incredibly supportive. Um, you know, there's, we call on a lot of established actors and, uh, a lot of people in the industry to support us and donate venues and, um, and help, you know, organize gatherings. And so it's a free program for everybody who participates and it's all really run by, uh, you know, people donating their time and expertise to the program. And that's great. Uh, and I love that you're, you're looking at it from this, that holistic aspect too. Like mm. that's so good. And, and you're exactly right too. I mean, back in the day, uh, I was into theater acting in high school and, and kind of dropped out of it in college. But what yeah. I've found is, I mean, podcasting in itself really is an art form. I really appreciate that you kind of throw that in there as well. Uh, Cause I know for me, it really fulfills that wanting to create something and share it with the world. So and in a lot of senses, it's going to be more rewarding personally for you because Absolutely. you're putting your opinion out there, your unique stamp on 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 what you're creating. A lot of times, as actors, you know, we talk about expressing ourselves, and actors are, you know, expressing themselves. But the truth is, most of the time, it's not my story. These are not my mm -hmm. words. They're the words of the playwright or the words of the the writer, and it's not my direction. It's the director's vision, and um, so. In as much as you can be creative within that, you're still not putting out your own unique voice as an artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of times you leave theater school and um, the material you're working on isn't really that creatively rewarding. <laughs> you got you know you to get paid. got to yeah, get paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a paycheck, but great. Right. You do that for 10 years and you come home and go, yeah, but what does it mean? Right. Yeah. Who cares? Like what did I use my acting skills for? Um, and so we try to... And, and the spirit of the things that we're all in it to discover fulfillment together. Yeah. Even the mentors get a lot out of it. These, you know, these are established, we get the most established actors that we can get our hands on and we challenge them to be like, don't just get your mentee a day on your show. Like yeah. get them to explore what's going to be fulfilling for them as an artist and forcing the mentors to ask that question week in and week out makes them discover what makes them fulfilled as an artist within their own career. Man. See, that's yeah. when you know you got something on your hands where the mentors who are supposed to be mentoring, you know, these these young actors also yeah. walk away from, with something that, that they learn about themselves. Exactly. That's yeah. really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 So there's a need for it. There's a there's a demand for it. And I'm glad that we can make it happen right now. Oh, man. Like it's it's awesome to hear. I mean, not only do you have kind of those action hero elements, but you also have that kind of uh, heroic personality of wanting to go and, and help those that are, are definite in need. And, and we love to hear that. Especially yeah. because you're on The Flash, which is, of course, I, a show I, filled with heroes. And uh, being yeah. this is Flash TV Talk, we were want to talk some Flash TV with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to do it. And to be honest, I am so honored to be on that show. Uh, I mean, I know it's really well received and people really dig it. And uh, But I also kind of believe in what we're doing over there. Yeah. I love how CW is approaching it. I love how the producers are kind of building the show and, and the things they're having happen and the type of diversity casting that they're doing. Absolutely. And there's so many great things about being part of that. I'm just 
really honored. So I'm curious to know, coming into this, I mean, were you a comic book fan before, or, or what was kind of your knowledge of the Flash comics and, and the characters that surround it in general? Um, I was a fan of comic books, but I've now entered a world where to say you're a fan of comic books, like you got to be a fan. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, you have a quote fake, you know, yeah. nerd kind of thing going on now. It's a really negative stigma, unfortunately. <laughs> right. But there's also there's there's a some of these fans really have a depth of knowledge and a thorough knowledge of these comic books. Right. And I can't say I was like that. I mean, you know, I was into my Punisher magazines when when I was younger and Cloak and Dagger and, you know, the Batman. And I, so. Yeah, I had my phase, my comic book phase, and I was familiar with The Flash, and I remember buying a couple of issues, but um, I wasn't, you know, hardcore. I wasn't that deep hardcore into it. Right. But since, you know, becoming part of the project, I've obviously gone back and, and try to, to educate myself as much as possible. Dude, I think that reading Cloak and Dagger definitely gives you your uh, comic book geek cred. Does it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nice. nice, nice. I just well, guess so- I just didn't stick with it. I didn't stick with it long enough. <laughs> Well, you're a family man, so and you have two kids, right? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. So, so do your children enjoy comic books? Um, yeah, in a different way, I think. My okay. um, my daughter uh, loves drawing, and she loves uh, she loves creating comic book stories. Oh, so cool. she'll yeah, and she actually got you know she's in grade four, and there was a school newspaper and. They wanted volunteers to draw the the comic book strip for the the school paper, and you know she she drew her own little comic book series that got published in the paper. Oh, that's really um, neat. So they're not so much consumers of comic books, but you know they're creators of said. They like the art form. They do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, my son is really into heroes, and he's still five. Uh, obviously, getting into the Flash now. <laughs> <laughs> One would hope. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's got no choice. Right on. Well, that's awesome, man. So so tell us, you know, since you've had kind of multiple roles in the past, what is different about playing a character from a book or a comic book than kind of taking another character uh, that's just kind of seeing its first light in that format? And then also with that in mind, how do you take that character and make it your own? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, and I wrestled with that at first because you kind of realize that there there may be a lot of expectations out there and people would have spent time with this character you know on their own in the in the comic books and it would have gotten a very specific idea of who this person is what their function is and how they behave um and uh but i realized at one point when i was trying to work it up that it's kind of like doing a play it's kind of like doing a classical play mm. that hundreds of or maybe thousands of actors have interpreted that role before mm. You know, if you're going to play Hamlet or you're going to play Stanley Kowalski, um, everybody's read it. Everybody knows. Everybody's going to compare your Stanley Kowalski to uh, uh, to uh, Marlon Brando's Stanley Kowalski. Yeah. You know, um, so you just kind of take solace in uh, you got to trust your process and try to honor the material as much as possible, and then uh, without getting too technical about the acting, but. Um, you try to find what's most similar about yourself to the character and then latch on to that and that trust that by playing the truth of the scene, it'll be different enough from what everybody else did. Yeah. Well, with the character like Captain Singh, I mean, can you kind of share with us a little bit about what you've been able to attach to there? Oh, that's a good question. Um, 
The first thing that comes to mind really is the strength of the relationship between Captain Singh and, and Joe West mm. and his relationship to Barry um, and the other you know officers in the station. Um, I think Singh has a lot of uh, weight on his shoulder. He's got a lot of pressure. And you know now Central City's gone haywire with all these villains that they're totally not prepared to, to deal with. Um, but what he has to, to help him through that stress is his, the strength of his relationship and his friendship and, yeah. and how much he cares about Joe and how much he cares about Barry, even though he gives him a hard time all the time. <laughs> Secretly, I think it's because, you know, he expects more from him. He, it, it's that tough love thing. Right. He wants him to yeah. succeed. Yeah. 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 I like I like the weighted thing, too, because that's true. I was thinking back to, um, I think it was Revenge of the Rogues, where uh, Cisco comes in, he's got the tech and everything, and he's, he gives his kind of, you know, Braveheart speech, and uh, and then Captain Singh comes up to him and and you give the line about you know like the, you know dolls are one thing but these are my men and yes. uh, I made fun of him at the time for like oh man Captain Buzzkill coming in and killing like you know Marlon yeah. or uh, Mel Gibson's speech here yeah but uh, yeah. but no it's it's because he's got the weight of this entire department and all of these guys their lives are are really on him that's it and he's got to give that semblance of stability and he's got to uh, sober everybody up. Yeah, yeah. Even if he himself feels like totally out of, out of his depth, and uh, you know, I think they do an interesting job of treading that line. Where yeah, he's a buzzkill, and he kind of squashes Cisco, but it's really to have the effect of like, yo, man, this is no joke. I hope this works. Yeah, like we need yeah. this to work. Don't f around with with this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, when we last saw Captain Singh, he seemed a bit conflicted on knowing what to do about the Flash and like the rise of all this, you know, craziness that's been going on in the city. Yeah. Uh, so at this point in the story, do you think he's more on the Flash's side or does he still see the Scarlet Speedster as this vigilante who needs to be brought to justice? Um, I think he's definitely dubious. Uh, there may be part of him that's hopeful, but um, I think he's a realist before anything and it'll take uh, – It'll take a lot to win him over. I, I think, I think you get into a position like that to, as a police captain, not really trusting anyone's good side. Mm -hmm. You see the underbelly of society, and you trust that. You know, you kind of get jaded, and you try to think. And, and I'm sure you start to um, assume the worst. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and expect the worst from society. And so, I think until he's got absolute confirmation that this guy is not a threat, he's going to continue to be dubious. Yeah. Now, of course, Captain Singh in the comics has a relationship with one of the Flash's top tier rogues, uh, who is, of course, just introduced in the show in the form of Pied Piper. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, I know you can't spoil anything, but do you think there's possibility for these two, you know, establishing a relationship on the show? Um, I think anything's possible, you know, and, and to quote uh, Andrew Kreisberg, you know, the show's creator, uh, hope springs eternal. <laughs> you know, so I'm not giving anything away that he, he mentioned that. Right. But I also appreciate that um, the Flash world is so vast mm -hmm. and there's so many storylines that we haven't explored yet from the Flash universe that we don't have to rush to anything that's established this season, next season. Like, yeah. there's, so, there's such a wealth of storytelling to happen there. That can happen at any point down the road. Which is crazy to me because so much has happened in the show and it's just like, wow, like – I feel like they're doing everything right out of the gate. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. where, where can this go? Too. Like yeah. when the episodes started coming out, I was like, wait, don't you guys want to save some of this for like, right, right. <laughs> got 22 episodes, guys, like slow the roll. But, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
But well, there's I, so many. I mean, there's so much, and, and not to. I mean, to fans of the comic books and, and people who who read, you know, the New Fifty Two and and all those other uh, editions of sure. it, like so much crazy stuff happens in that universe that we haven't that we barely scratched the surface of. Mm. Uh, I mean, we've really kind of been building the rogue gallery, uh, but there's so many other things in that in that world that could occupy a whole season. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, they've been hinting at Grodd a lot. Oh man, what a mess that turns into in the comic books. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, that might take a minute to tell. That might chew up a few episodes for us. <laughs> yeah. I can I, I tell you what, though, with your background in martial arts, what I'd really like to see, and, and you know, again, you know. Careful with the spoilers and all that kind of yeah. stuff, because I know they probably have you under all sorts of you know, yeah. <laughs> NDAs and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Is it possible that we may see Captain Singh going toe to toe with some of the rogues? Because I, I think that would just be great seeing you in there, you know, kicking butt. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would love that. And uh, yeah, it's always a possibility. Even in the comic books, you see Singh roll up his sleeves and get involved every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I mean, um, Jesse Martin and I joke around. It, it'd be cool. You know, to have a kind of back-to-back Joe and Captain Singh, all the superheroes <laughs> oh, nice. zipping around, and you know, Star Labs is doing all kinds of fancy stuff. We're just, you know, punching people in the nose and just knocking dudes out. Old school <laughs> oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. So, if any any writers are listening, you know, <laughs> get it in there. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, well, man, you know, the great thing is the projects that you've worked on have just been, you know, I mean, for for geeks, it's almost like, you know, you've had so many just dream roles and dream projects to work on, like The Flash and then also 300. Yeah, man. Um, you know, thinking about just kind of as as you kind of shift back and forth between the two, and I know you've kind of touched on this already, um, but is do you find that there's more pr- or less pressure rather when you're not working on comic book pr- properties as in when you are? Um, pressure. That's a good question. Um, yeah, it's true. I guess, yeah, 300 was a comic book thing. And I don't see it as pressure so much as, and maybe it's just the directors and the, the creative minds that I've worked with in, in creating these characters. But it seems that we're complicit in trying to do the right thing. Mm. So it doesn't seem like get it right or we're going to be disappointed in you. It seems like, okay, how are we going to get this? Like, What are we going to do? Like, Let's work on it. Let's... Okay, let's try this. Let's try that. And so I don't see it so much as a pressure. I just see it as a uh, just a different dimension of the of the creative process. Nice. Yeah. Well, so I, I like to ask this question because you can learn a lot about somebody from the answer. Oh, uh, but <laughs> uh, if you could choose one superpower, what would it be? Oh. Um, We're not know. stepping up with softballs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Christopher Walken was asked that question. And he had the best answer ever. I think he said he wished he he had a he'd want to have a tail. That way you can tell if he was happy or angry. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't borrow that answer, but that's a good one. That is a good uh, one. <laughs> he wishes uh, you know, he had a, a tail. So I can't do a Christopher Walken. I shouldn't yeah. even try. <laughs> uh, he, uh, yeah, he had an accent in that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, superpower. I I don't know the the, the Spider Man skill set comes to mind. There's just something about the the, the climbing and the yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't want to fly. Honestly, like flying, it, it just seems dangerous and and uh, unwise. Um, <laughs> but I guess super climbing ability. I'll yeah, take that. dude, the climbing and swinging Spider Man—that's a good choice right there. 
Yeah. I, you know, it, I think it's functional. It would be practical in the real world. Absolutely. You could like, uh, you know, you get the remote over there. You can actually web it and get it to you. Yeah. So how, how boring are stairs? You know what I mean? I, I don't, <laughs> I don't worry about the stairs. You just climb up the wall, up the side of the stairs. And, well, I mean, it definitely make the next mountain that you climb a whole lot easier to get up, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of secretly, <laughs> my, yeah, the whole thing is just for my, my leisure Skills. Man, I'll so, never forget that first Sam Raimi film came out, and the, the trailer came out, and you actually saw Spider Man swinging for the first time. There was just yeah. something about that that captured my imagination. Like, all right, we've seen you know we've seen Superman fly, but something about seeing Spider Man swing seems yeah. so much cooler for me. Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't know, not that uh, realism is, is significant, but there's, <laughs> there's, like, but it feels like there's something about the physics of swinging that's a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, grounded in reality i know right yeah, yeah. It makes no sense whatsoever but at the same time it kind of does yeah <laughs> that's the great thing it's well you know magic but you can still get hurt well that's the great thing about watching the flash too is because you've got the uh you know we, we call it the omg science whenever uh whenever something doesn't quite make sense it's like you know what speed force it's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all plays on well, we, we can't thank you enough for taking the time and, and chatting with us today. Where can our listeners go to keep up with what you've got going on and, and what all projects are uh, on, on the horizon for you? Um, probably the best place is uh, uh, on Twitter, um, at Patrick Sabongi. Yeah, man, we got to get you, uh, we got to get you like affirmed. Yeah, man. I don't even know how we do that. <laughs> I, you know, I've sent out the at verified thing and uh, yeah, I don't know how that whole Twitter works. They're kind of hard to get in touch with, but. I'd be more than happy to get a little blue check mark. Dude, we'll activate the, we'll activate the listeners. We'll see if we can figure something out for you. Let's do it. Let's Send do in it. the internet. So uh, just on Twitter or, uh, you know, what, what about for the, um, for uh, Faya? Faya. Um, we're at fulfillingyoungartists.com. Excellent. All one word. And um, so for, for those of us who, who aren't, say, in the acting space but would yeah. like to help, uh, is there, are we able to do that, uh, to help out Faya? If, 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 you know, is there a way to, to help outside of mentoring or something like that? Um, that's a great question. That's a great question. And it's actually, uh, Sage and I have been talking this year about how to, how to do just that, how to, uh, um, because there are people out there that want to support and we got to figure out a way to do that. So, you know, we we talked about maybe doing a, a crowdfunding Kickstarter campaign for it or, um, you know, just having a our website kind of more interactive so that we can get more public support. So we haven't really figured that out. But, um, you, uh, you know, you, if you want to just uh, keep up with me on, on Twitter and I'll let everybody know and, and I'll definitely put the word out there. And, um, and you know, honestly, just your, your – uh, emotional support is valuable absolutely well if you'll ever have any campaigns or anything in the future let us know we'll be more than happy to, to give you some promo well, that sounds good man thanks guys hey thanks for taking the time okay thanks so much guys it was great talking to you hey this is patrick sabongi and you're listening to flash tv talk that's the sound of the police in my hood man that was an awesome interview that was, dude. This guy's like a real life superhero. So nice too. Like he was, yeah. uh, you know, I, we had some technical difficulties throughout, and uh, he was so cool about it. And uh, man, cannot uh, cannot wait to see more of his work on the Flash. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm ready for for Captain Scene to come back and and start, you know, busting some skulls of the rogues and whatnot. Yeah. Plus, Faya sounds really cool. Faya does sound cool. Like I I think that is just such an awesome concept and such an awesome idea because he's absolutely right. I mean, when you're an actor and like 
if you can't, you know, you're, you're going from paycheck to paycheck, you know, you start wondering what you're doing, but finding fulfillment in what you do is so important. And, 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 and when you work in such a hard industry like Hollywood, yeah, it's even more important. And like, I, I totally respect him for this, for, for fire, for, for all this, like that's just a super, super cool uh, thing to do. And it's, you know, it's, it's super helpful for people who are in the industry. Absolutely, man. And y'all heard it. Y'all follow him on Twitter. We'll be putting his link up in the uh, description here. We need to see what we can do to get this man verified. I like he's Absolutely. the only actor on the show that doesn't have a verified account. Yeah. I don't know how that works. One of the few actors on the, the show that does not have verified accounts. So we need to make that happen. So if you're out there in the Twitterverse, be sure that you are liking him, retweeting him. And, uh, you know, let's, let's get this guy some followers, man. Absolutely. Well, of course, we want to thank you guys for tuning in for this very special episode. want to remind you that during the hiatus, we will be putting out episodes of Arrow TV Talk. So head on over to Arrow TV Talk uh, on iTunes. And actually, if you just go to AeroTVTalk.com, you can find our links there. You can find links to this show, the archives and more at FlashTVTalk.com. If you've never listened to us, we're a after-the-show Flash podcast, and we like talking about The Flash. We do like talking about The Flash. Well, we want to encourage all of you, uh, not only should you be following him, you should, of course, be following us. You can find us at Flash TV Talk on Twitter. And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions, even during the break about The Flash, be sure to hit like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. So also check out our parent show panel to screen. But you know what? If you like Flash TV talk and you're sad that it's going to go away for a couple weeks, be sure to check out Arrow TV talk. I haven't seen Arrow yet, so we're watching the whole series going through and we're talking about it. And if you like hearing us talk about Flash, then you'll definitely like hearing us talk about Arrow. So check that out at AeroTVTalk.com. Absolutely, man. So even during this break, we'll be around. But uh, hey, if you're just looking for Flash TV talk, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash. member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.